Welcome to the round table. It's game time. I am your host, Alex Butara, aka Sally Gutters. This is where we take your honest opinions and we tell you what the hell is going on in the sports world today. With me, I have a co-host. He's a good friend of mine. He's actually like a brother to me. He's a huge sports fanatic, but I gotta be honest with you, I don't know why he's a fan of these fucking teams. I gotta actually, you know, kind of ask him. Let's bring up my friend, my co-host, Brian McHugh. Say what's up, brother. What's up, everybody? Glad uh, to be here, Alex. What's up, my man? Now, listen, you know, I said you're a sports fanatic. Now, you got to tell them what you are a fan of, these certain teams. Like, I, I got a question mark. You're from New York, but... Born and raised. Born and raised in New York, but you're a fan of the Atlanta Falcons, correct? That I am. The Minnesota Twins. Unfortunately. And, okay, I'll give you the New York Knicks, you know, New York born and raised, the Knickerbockers. I'll give you that. But why the Atlanta Falcons and the Minnesota Twins? Give me a little background on that. All right, so the Atlanta Falcons, you know, growing up, never really had a team that I stuck on to. My dad was a sports fan, but never really stuck to a certain team. Maybe the Giants, but never really huge on it. So when it came to those formative years, like 10, 11, 12 is when you really start going in rooting for a team you know the stats now it's not like when you're a kid you love to watch the games but it's not the same when you're in those gotcha. ages you got the stats you know everything so then that's when michael vick was getting big in his college years. <laughs> and i remember watching him i actually went to florida state but in that national championship game against florida state which we did beat them in which was great of course he just did things for Virginia Tech that made no sense on the field for a quarterback. And then when we Falcons took him number one... He just, like, stood out to you. Like, yeah. he was that guy for you. Yeah. His, Even though Just he, the combination of athleticism, yeah. accuracy. I mean, the man threw a ball 60 yards from his knees, so that just says it alone on arm power. <laughs> that, that's just, you know... And that next draft, the Falcons took him number one, and... It was just, just meant to happen. And just riding with him since now... Almost 18 years later. All right. You know what? And the Falcons are not a bad team, man. You no. Know, we, they they we went have, to the Super Bowl have... not too long ago, right? <sighs> and listen, it was okay. Listen, it's okay. It's okay. Listen, I'm a Jets fan, so I know the feeling. I went through it through the regular season on a, on a yearly basis. All right, man? You went through one game. I understand it was a Super Bowl, but like, you know, like it happens. You get what I'm saying? It's okay. But listen, Everyone's I, running to Tom Brady at some point in their life. <laughs> Exactly. And we've all taken that L. Ah, please. I don't even want to talk about Tom Brady. But I actually brought you on here because we are talking about football, correct? So since we just recently had the NFL draft, right? The 2018 NFL draft, we got to talk about these, you know, all these players, you know, from the first round to the second round. These were really established players going into the draft. They were talking really highly of these yeah, players. It was, right? a very, it was a very deep draft. There were a lot of good talent at a lot of good positions. A lot of guys fell too to some later rounds than they should have, and some teams scooped them up and got some very good value picks out of it. Exactly. And, you know, one big statement I actually want to make uh, on this podcast is that in the first round, you know, not only did they make a record of in supposedly like, what, in the first, like, six picks there was four quarterbacks drafted in the yeah. first six picks ever to be done but there was also uh at later on in the first round between 
I think was like 11 and 23. They said there was a record of defensive end and cornerback as well as safety going in a row. So everybody wanted either a defensive player because they know that it's time for a defensive-minded team to go win the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I want to talk about the winners of the draft and the losers. Who are your winners and losers of the draft? I guess we could start on the winner side. I got to go with the New York Jets. Wow, okay. I know a lot of people, you know, they see the USC quarterback, they get a little scared. They think Sanchez, they think Bud Fumble. USC is not a good thing, but Darnold is going to be a good talent. He's got not a lot of games under his belt, which is a good thing for the Jets and a bad thing. That means maybe it'll take a year and he'll grow into what he'll be, but he's still young. He's still got a lot of time under his belt. He wasn't injured at USC. He's a good system quarterback. He can make it work with the talent they have. Listen, you know, I actually, you know, I I agree with you. You know, I do declare the Jets as one of my winners as well uh, in the draft overall. Do I agree with Darnold pick? I I actually disagree with the Darnold pick because me personally, don't get me wrong. I understand why the Jets had to trade up from six to three because they felt like they needed to go get their guy. I completely get that. And you know. At one point, their guy for a good two to three months before the draft, it was supposedly Baker Mayfield. I was actually very high on that guy. You know, throughout his college career, I wasn't. I thought of him as like a Johnny Manziel, but the more and more I saw him, you know, on his interviews, uh, it really made me recognize he was the type of guy that I see as like a leadership role as like Russell Wilson. He really came on strong in those draft interviews. I mean, the guy went from preseason coming into this last season of college football maybe a third round pick and then he goes and wins a Heisman kills his pro day kills the combine kills the interviews and there he goes number one overall pick from a possible third round fourth round even if he had slipped up it's so funny that literally before last year's you know college year they they didn't declare like you know they said he was a you know a highly recommended QB but because of his height you know, they weren't, like you said, they weren't declaring him in the first round. They, they were going as far as the third and fourth round because they were they were declaring him as like a Johnny Manziel. But I wanted the Jets to get him. Do I believe in Sean all? I do. Uh, you know, I'm afraid about USC. Uh, the one thing I do got to put to mind is like the Jets, bro, that pick, I think they could have got Darnold at six. It's possible. You never know those teams lurking in the realms that might have tried to trade up. I mean, there was the rumblings that said, you know, if Baker didn't go number one, the Patriots were going to trade those two late first-round picks and move up. As well as Buffalo moving up, supposedly, in Miami. But they didn't even move up. Buffalo only moved up to seven, and they got who they wanted, Josh Allen, supposedly. Supposedly, that was the guy that they really were highly on, even through all that, you know, social media stuff that was going on through right at the draft. I don't think that really deterred them that much. He was 13 years old. Exactly. They were kind of okay with, you know, a young, dumb kid making mistakes. You know, it happens, but do I believe they could have got Donald at, at six? I do. The Jets... Gave up a little bit, but I stu- I do believe there are one of our winners, correct? Yeah. What else is one of your winners? I like the Patriots picks in their first. I mean, as much as I hate to say it, they grabbed... I mean, going to the college football playoff was a big thing for that Georgia team. Look at that. They swooped in and they got Isaiah Wynn to protect, and then they grabbed Sonny Michelle to run right behind him, just like they were doing last year. And we saw how well that worked out. And that's just something they're going to need. I mean, now they just got tons of weapons in the backfield. 
They added to that offensive line, which is going to protect Brady, which is going to keep him upright and probably on the field for three to four more years. And that's all they could possibly ask for right now. And what blows my mind is that this team is a legitimate franchise. Like, I think of, like, I go into the NBA aspect of, like, the San Antonio Spurs, yeah. right? Like, they just, just the pedi- know how to the evolve. Pedi- yeah, the pedigree for 20 years going on. on and, but not only that, though, is like, so hear this, ready? Not only did the Patriots, you know, they traded Brandon Cooks, right? So you're like, okay, they just went to the Super Bowl, but they're starting to get rid of certain people, right? They let go of Nate Solder. He goes to the Giants, right? The Malcolm so, Butler debacle. Malcolm ba- Butler debacle. He's gone. Exactly. So you're like... No one knows what happened there still. And even the Tom Brady controversy with even Jimmy Garoppolo, the situation yeah. like that. So, like, there was a lot of situations going on throughout the Super Bowl, even after the Super Bowl. So you're like, are the Patriots going to be a team to beat next year like I know they're going to be a playoff team you know Tom Brady's Tom Brady Bill Belichick's Bill Belichick but like are they going to be that good you know yeah that it team in the conference exactly for the greater part of two decades but what's so crazy is the Patriots just Bill Belichick knows how to draft he not only like you said picked the two guys that he that he needed must-haves uh, at two key positions for the Patriots on the offensive end, on the O-line and the running back position. But they also picked up because they traded certain key guys. They got more picks for next year and they're a playoff contender. Yeah, they're always that team with one of the most amount of picks in each draft. They just get value for guys. They'll trade it for a guy and give up a third rounder and trade him out and get a second rounder. They just move forward and just... That's why they win. That's why it, they always win. Exactly. And, you know, it, they blow my mind. I, I hate them, but you got to, like, respect them on that point, yeah. right? You uh, can't help but respect them. Now, <clears throat> the next team, you know, I I know I kind of picked the top three in terms of my winners. Uh, one of, you know, you, you brought two teams. You kind of stole from my list, you know. But we had a, you know, we, great minds stick alike, you know. But Ravens. Uh, I declared as one of my favorites as well. You know, they were quite, you know, they were a team, you know, they were going to pick high in the draft supposedly because they, you know, they didn't have a good enough team last year. Joe Facco had a down year. Uh, the guys being paid a lot of money there. Offense just wasn't producing. Defense was good enough. Uh, but they made a key decision this year and they decided to go and they traded out of the first round so they could go grab more picks, right? But not only that, they decided, they were like, screw, they got to go and take the risk and go back into the first round to go grab Lamar Jackson at 32. And I love that pick at 32. That is probably, other than probably the Jets, you know, considering it, you know, three Donald because that was supposedly a steal pick. Uh, your Atlanta Falcons getting uh, Ridley. I really like Ridley going to the to Atlanta Falcons, yeah. that wide receiver that was a great in value pick, you know. We didn't necessarily need a receiver. We still have Julio Jones. Oh, of Muhammad course. Sanu, but, but we did lose Taylor Gabriel to free agency. He's more than Chicago. that. He's in Chicago now and getting another young, fast guy. He was out of Alabama, so we know he's got Saban teaching him for the last few seasons, which is never a bad thing. You want to compare him to Amari Cooper? I would I would be fine with that. I mean, that, that's besides, a comparison besides right now? The, besides the most recent down season, Amari Cooper. Listen, was, bro, it happens to some. It happens. You know, it happens. But at the end of the day. But his first season, it was. He was uncover- he was uncomfortable in that AFC West. Exactly, but other than that pick, honestly, I, I really gotta give it to the Ra- Ravens at Lamar Jackson. He- I know his accuracy is okay, but you got Joe Flacco for one more year, right? Where that's it of guaranteed money. He's done. 
Now you can focus on a young quarterback. That was just a, that was, to me. I that could have been a steal of the draft, possibly. It very well could have been. It's one of those. Picks. He was supposed to go top it's, fifteen, my man. Yeah, it's one of those picks where it's great value, but you don't know really what you're gonna get in a career out of Lamar Jackson. So, value pick, great. Will it work out for the franchise in the future? Maybe, maybe not. Okay, uh, you know I, I got you. Now I want to bring up. Now we just brought up about winners. Let's bring up about the freaking losers. Now you got a couple in mind because I got a, a good couple in mind. I and we mean different. I have some losers and I have some questionable pick, questionable okay. picks okay. that kind of deterred some people's drafts. Exactly. I don't understand the Dallas Cowboys not taking a wide receiver at their first round selection. That that you know what? They were linked to the kid Van Dinesh for a while, but that was before Des Bryant got released. Of and course. With all the wide receivers in the draft on the board, guys like Ridley, guys like DJ Moore out of Maryland, and they skip right past it. Could be it could affect them next year in that division. M- me personally, like I, I kind of be honest with you, I didn't think about the Dallas Cowboys. I kind of like skimmed through them because it just didn't think about, you know, Dak, Ezekiel. You don't think about it, but De- you're right. They don't, they got rid of Dez. They don't even consider, you know, trying to give him maybe a pay cut. You know, they just get rid of him. He said they didn't even offer Meanwhile, Jerry's saying that he's a good asset. Then why'd you not give him the pay cut? Why'd you not consider trying to renew his contract and trying to give him a lower, maybe a discounted rate? He maybe could have accepted it. I don't know. You could have found out, but you let him go, right? And you don't even take a wide receiver. I understand you need a defense, but question mark, right? Do you have another loser in terms of your end? Because I got a huge loser. I got a big question mark. It's it's actually a top 10 team for me that was in the draft. They're, the top 10 pick, the Arizona Cardinals picking Josh Rosen at 10. Don't get me wrong. I don't blame them picking Josh Rosen at 10 because Josh Rosen falling at 10, it's understandable. But didn't one, didn't they move up to go get Josh Rosen? I believe they did. So they were considering already getting Josh Rosen, right? Or a quarterback. Or a quarterback in general, right? Yeah, for any chance Rosen had been taken before Allen, they would have taken Allen. Really, they thought someone was going to fall to that slot. So they had their mindset on somebody at 10. <laughs> but, the, like, you just signed Sam Bradford. I understand to a one-year deal, but you just signed them to $20 million. And let me gonna, let me ask you, what, you're going to sit Josh Rosen for a whole year? This guy, this guy, they were saying that he was, other than probably Baker Mayfield with in terms of competitiveness, you know, being ready right now because he could attack, he's a winner. Right? They consider Josh Rosen be NFL ready. I didn't like him in the draft, but they considered him NFL ready. Yeah, the mindset, everything, he was the most ready to lead a team now. And, but, like you said, they go out and they give Sam Bradford a lot of money, too much money to sit. And it's not like it's 20 million, and if you sit him, you're not gonna give him all 20 million. No, no, that's fully guaranteed. guaranteed. That's 20 million you just shelled out for. You could have spent that on a linebacker, corner. You just got rid of Tyron Matthew. He just went to the Texans. You let him go. He walked for nothing. You cut him. I don't know why that happened, but like. To me, Arizona's going to be a big question mark this year, especially after the draft for me. Mm -hmm. Um, What about for you? Another loser for you. Another loser? I got to go with the Raiders. They're a team that I think I'm high on this year, but I don't think they helped their value in that draft. I mean, they took the tackle out of UCLA, which was 
not a bad pick, but he's a work in progress. And when you got a top 15 picks, a top 15 pick, you don't want a work in progress. You want yeah. someone you could slide in week one of the season to make an impact. And, you know, there's a, some teams in that division that can catch up to them. I mean, they had the unfortunate downside with Carr getting hurt at the end of last season. So, you know, they were right there already. Yeah, but, especially the year before. You know, they were yeah. in the playoffs. They, you know, unfortunately, like you said, Derek Carr got hurt. But, yeah, they, yeah, you know, I... I just I, don't think the pick helped them as much as they needed help-wise. Me, personally, I, don't get me wrong, I think John Gruden's the guy to bring in. Do I think this team now is ready to be a playoff team? No, I think they actually took a downfall even though they brought in John Gruden. I truly think they took a downfall. Yeah. Even though they had a bad year last year because Derek Carr got hurt, I still think this year is still going to be a down year for them. I think it remains to be seen, you know, guy like Gruden, you plug him in and it could end up being, you know, like the magic he had when he slid right there into Tampa Bay and boom, Super Bowl first season. You never know. I mean, the team, they got the talent. Gotcha. I just think at that pick, if they were going to end up taking a guy like this, they could have traded back. I think they needed to add someone to the running game. I mean, you have two aging backs right back there with Marshall and Lynch. As the lead back, where I you think really don't know what you're going to get out of Marshall Lynch. It, to me, it's going to be what ifs with this team. That, yeah. That's what it's going to be for the year. Now, you know, like you said, you you think John Gruden could have been the magic. Now, I want to bring up somebody that was truly magical throughout this NFL combine, throughout the, his college career. I want to talk about Saquon Barkley real quick for about three to four minutes. Now, he got picked at number two overall by the New York Giants. Do you believe that was a good pick? I think it's an interesting pick. Uh, Talent-wise, future of the franchise-wise, I mean, there hasn't been a running back talent in the draft like this in a while since with Saquon Barkley. But right now, did the Giants need that? I don't know if they needed a running back right now. I'm going to tell you something right now. Number for Saquon to go number two, he deserves it. Fact. He, he deserves it. He deserves it. Now, do I believe, like you just said, do the Giants need to pick him at two? No. You could have traded back. You could have got more picks to develop that offense. That, that offensive O-line, yeah, you signed a couple of people. Those are older vets. You think they're not going to get hurt? You got to go draft. You got to go get younger. Your quarterback is 36 years old. He's been sacked I don't know how many times. I understand he hasn't been hurt that, that much. He's played consistently. But still, you want to go win now, right? I understand Saquon's maybe the win now guy. But I'll give you a perfect example, right? The Browns. The Browns go and they have a lot of picks in the draft, right, this year. They have the pick at the first overall, the pick at the fourth overall. But they had a lot of picks in the second round. They go pick a guy like Nick Chubb. That guy is solid enough right to where you could develop him and that could be a really key guy where he'll be a key factor for your offense but like he won't be as expensive as what you're going to put in the money on Saquon Barkley oh not nearly as much I mean a top five contract I mean that's something you're getting a lot of guaranteed money there I mean the value of Chubb in the second round it's phenomenal now you know it's going to be what, what ifs, especially with them too, especially with OBJ. Is he going to stay or is he going to go? Is, is he going to sign a big contract? Are they going to sign him to a big contract or not? It, it, that would be really... a good thing to trade back because now you got to think of the cap space you're going to need for a guy like Beckham. 
You got a kid like Sterling Shepard who's pulling in passes left and right who's going to need his rookie contract. What about the defense? Everything. Defense wins championships. Am I not correct? Didn't they win championships because of that defense? Don't get me wrong. Eli brought them there, but didn't they win because of their defense? Defense and catching on top of a helmet. That's very true. That's very true. Now, before we... You know, get into our last segment, right? I want to ask you one more thing. I want to go into predictions of, of for the year. You know, we went through this draft really hard. Talked about the losers and winners. Let's talk about each division and who's going to be your winners. So I'll break it down. In the AFC, I have the Patriots in the East. As much as I hate to say it, I just think with Brady still there, they're going to get the job done. I don't know, man. I Listen, I, I, I could agree with you. Listen, Patriots have won that division every year, but with you know me. You know me. I'm going with my New York Jets. I think the gap is definitely closing. I mean... I could see it being, like I said earlier, I could see the Jets being a 9-7 and team. I could we should have been 7-9 and nine last year. We we finished with 5-11 and 11 with the new catching rule. We should have been 7-9 and nine with a crappy team. I, I thought we were going to go in 0-16 oh before the a year. A lot of people did. All right, so, you know, that's going to be a what if. What about your AFC West team? AFC West, I got the team I was talking about before. I got the Raiders still. I think they're just so talented. I mean, you got Martavis Bryant. You got Amari Cooper. You got... Just so much talent. Jordy Nelson. Derek Carr, you just brought in Jordy Nelson. You got Khalil Mack, a beast on the defensive end. They got a great value pick with Maurice Hurst late in the draft, which I think was their only good draft pick, getting him in the fifth round. I mean, the kid was an absolute animal in Michigan, but, you know, combine stuff, personal stuff, he fell back in the draft. But if they can get what they got out of him at Michigan, that's going to be good for them. Listen, you know, I I like your pick, but my AFC West division uh, winner is going to be the Chiefs. I think even though they got rid of Alex Smith, he was a vet that consistently brought that team to the playoffs consistently when he came from, uh, uh, where did he come from? Uh, for San Francisco. Um, I really, truly believe Mahomes is the real deal. They have the weapons already. I truly believe Mahomes is going to be that next key factor. So we're going to see and find out for this year. What about your AFC North team? By default, I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I just... I couldn't agree with you more, I just bro. think all those other teams, you look at Baltimore, they're... They're, uh, they're revamping. Into, yeah, they're revamping. Flacco's on the downfall. They're not going to bench him yet for Lamar Jackson. So you're looking through another year of probably a top 10 pick. The Browns C- are going to still be okay. They're and still Cincinnati developing. he hasn't done anything, and they're not going to do anything. Exactly. So you got Bell, you got Brown. That's enough you need to win that division. Now, you know, I'm going to agree with you. There's nothing left said on that one. But let's go to the AFC South real quick. Now, you know, we had a couple of teams that actually slipped into the playoffs last year and actually made it into the playoffs. The Jaguars and the Titans. Now, who do you actually have in the AFC South? It's going to be a tight divisional race. I think the Jaguars are going to take it again. That defense is so talented. You got a guy like Jalen Ramsey just ball hawking all over the field. Bortles... You know, he didn't look great at the end of the season. I can't say that, but you still got a kid like Fournette. I think the Titans are going to be close as Mariota can stay healthy, but I'm going to say the Jaguars probably win it at about 9-7. and seven. They were 10-6 and, and six last yeah, year? I think they take a step back. Maybe like a 9-7 and seven and an 8-8 eight and eight Titan team will keep it close. Gotcha. You know, listen, this division is not the greatest. You know, they have the Texans, the Colts. They're still developing. The Texans could be uh, a team that could come out and win this division. But I'm actually going to go with the Tennessee Titans. Uh, I do believe in Mariota. Uh, Derrick Henry is the answer. DeMarco, Henry, DeMarco Murray was not the answer there. Uh, Derrick Henry is going to be the answer for them on the running game. 
uh do i believe that they got better i do believe they got better i think their coaching uh nick vabrell was the answer at coaching um let's see what happens this year now let's go to the nfc now oh, there's a lot of nfc teams i think there's, there's like, a lot of talent out there's there. a lot of talent out there right well let's go with the nfc east who do you got? I got the I got the reigning champs. I think I think the Eagles are going to take that division. No question. They're talented. Test. They got more talented in the offseason. I think the other teams in that division are just still a step away. Dallas took a downturn with losing Des Bryant, not replacing him. You need that kind of offense to stay with a team like Philly. You know what's so crazy is is that the Eagles was the only team in that division to improve, and they were they were the teams to win the Super Bowl. They were the only team to improve throughout the offseason, except the New York Giants, because the Giants had the number two overall pick. But other than that, yeah, they made a couple moves in the free agency, the Giants, but they were the only team, the Eagles, to actually make a difference. So I'm going to pick the Eagles as well. Now, who do you have for the NFC West? The NFC West, I'm going to go with the Rams. Uh, they, that offseason was something phenomenal. I mean, you added all pro after all pro. That defense is scary. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to probably be a Seattle Seahawks type defense from the early to mid 2000s, maybe giving up 12, 13 points a game. And you still got golf. You still got Gurley on the other end. They're going to be a division winner and they're going to be, they're going to be competing for a shot in that Super Bowl. I agree. Listen, the NFC West is a good, good division. You know, they got the Seattle Seahawks. I think they make the playoffs uh, next year. I don't care what anybody says. They will make the playoffs, but I am going to give the Rams the division uh, winners. They are going to be right now. I'm putting it out on this podcast right now. My prediction is that the Los Angeles Rams are going to win the Super Bowl. Because, I would not doubt it. Because not only was their offense good enough last year and they went to the playoffs, right? Did you see what they did with this defense? Marcus Peters, Nadamakin Su, Akib Talib, Aaron Donald. That's it, all I got to say. It, it does. That's all it, I got to say. It's, that's all you need. Do you, do you, are they going to mesh? We'll find out. Do I? They have the all-star calibers. I still believe that they win the division. Now, the NFC North, this is going to be the, the iffies. That's, that division is going to be tough. I mean, obviously Chicago is going to fall way by the wayside. They'll probably finish at a 3-13, and 4-12 and 12 clip again. Yeah. But those three teams at the top, I mean, there's a lot of talent. You got Minnesota, you got Detroit, you got Green Bay. Green Bay lost Jordy Nelson in the offseason, but they did have a good draft. Getting Aaron Rodgers was hurt. Aaron Rodgers was hurt last year. And they but, finished 7-9, and nine, yeah. I'm letting you know, just so that we could put yeah. it out there. They finished at 7-9. and nine. They get, Yeah, they made a good run at the end of the season. Remember, Rodgers came back for the one game to see if maybe they can get in the playoffs. They ended up losing. He sat out. They had Jair Adams in the draft, which is a great pick to boost up that secondary. But I'm going to go with Minnesota. They just, they're so talented. Eh. It's going to be very close. Listen. I think both, I think both I'm teams make the playoffs. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. I, I do agree with Minnesota. They are a very good team. They're very good defensively. They have a very good offense in terms of the wide receiver and running back. Their running back was hurt last year, and they still made the playoffs. Yeah. They had Case Keenum, who was uh, the third backup, remind you guys. Teddy Bridgewater was their initial starter two years ago. Yes, he was hurt, but that was their initial starter. They drafted him for a reason, right? Yeah. Then they bring in Sam Bradford, who they trade a first-round pick for, and then they bring in Case Keenum, who technically was their third choice after all said and done, right? And he ended up taking him. And taking him to the playoffs, right? So now he's gone and they bring in Kirk Cousins. I think Kirk Cousins is good enough 
Do I think he's going to be the division leaders? I, for some reason, I think the best quarterback in the NFL is going to take this division. I think the Green Bay Packers somehow by this, I think they're going to go back and forth with the Minnesota Vikings all year in the division, but I do believe the Packers are going to just take the division just by the... It's going to be a very, very Yeah, I think it's going to be tight It's going to be one of those week 16, week 17 exactly. factors. And I hope that. I, I really do hope we have have all the way till week 17. Makes football but, great. Exactly. Now, the NFC South, this is your division, my yes, man. It is. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I, I already know who you're going to pick because I picked my Jets. So, are you going to pick your Atlanta Falcons? I am, but it's going to be very tight. I think it could even be a tiebreaker with the Saints. I think we're both going to end up in that 10-6, and 11-5 range, depending. I think we're going to split the season series. I think we're going to lose in New Orleans. They're going to lose in Atlanta. But they got a lot of talent. I think Mark Ingram being suspended the first four games, like I said earlier, is going to hurt them. They might load the box on Kamara. He might have a rough start. And it could it could be good, it could be bad for them. He could break one loose or he can get stuffed up their first four games. That's gonna be their deciding factor. Now let's just go to the stats real quick because you know your team finished third in the division last year at ten and six. The Panthers finished at eleven and five. I remember that. That was at literally at the end of the year. They finished at the skin of their teeth to being you out at the you know, yeah. at second second place, right? Now, and the Saints win the division at 11-5, right? You know, overall. Now, I do have the Saints winning this division. Only reason why is because I'm going just by the stats alone. Don't get me wrong. I do like your Falcons this year. I think this division overall is going to be better. I think the Panthers are going to have a down year. I think the Buccaneers are going to have an up year. Yeah, actually, we've all been waiting for that year where the Bucks take that turn. The Bucks had a good draft. They, they have the Bucks had the a good draft. They do, and they, have they all moved the back to get a better pick yeah. and the guy that they initially wanted at their initial pick. But I'm gonna go with the Saints just based on facts because they did have the offensive player of offensive rookie of the year in Alvin Kamara, and they had the defensive rookie of the year as well. So you know I have to give credit where credit's due, and Drew Brees with. Michael Thomas is a good combo yeah. duo. Don't get me wrong, your Falcons are good. I could see us winning the division. I could see us taking a wild card spot like last year. Exactly. It could go either way. Uh, we'll find out and see, bro. Let's wait Only and find out for the 2018, 2018 season. Now, for the last segment, this is the overtime countdown. Brian, are you ready? This is where I give you five questions. There are countdown of questions. Give me your honest opinion, quick answers. You ready, bro? Shoot. Okay, let's go. Number five, question five. If you could name one football player that you want to be, who would it be and why? I may despise the team he plays on, but I gotta say Gronk. Oh my <laughs> that God. man just lives the party <laughs> lifestyle, the I don't give a fuck lifestyle that oh everyone God. thrives for. The man is always the life of the party. He's just great. <laughs> you gotta love it. Hate that, that, that comment right there. Alright, question four. Do you think Patrick Mahomes is the answer even though they just traded Alex Smith to the Washington Redskins in KC? I think he's the future, but I think he's still about a year away from being that future. I think he's got to take that first year. He learned well under Alex Smith, but I think it's going to take that first year. Maybe have some hiccups in that division with a lot of tough defenses, but maybe two years down the road, three years even, He's gonna, they're gonna be competing for. You know, All right. Well, listen. You know, a lot of these rookie quarterbacks. I'm gonna remind you, Deshaun Watson, before he got hurt, he was making 
some record-breaking numbers. He, I'm, oh, I'm just going to put oh, you out there. He just was, remind he was you. shattering records. So, Patrick Mahomes, you know, he did have a year under his belt under Alex Smith. So, yeah. we'll find out. Now, question three. After drafting Baker at number one, making all those moves in free agency to go get Jarvis Landry, go trade for him, extend him to five-year contract, go uh, draft Denzel Ward at number four overall, go get Nick Chubb, go sign uh, San Francisco's uh, Carlos Hyde, they have the defense. Do you think they're playoff bound this coming year? I don't think they're quite playoff bound yet. I know they're going to take a huge step in the right direction. They already are. I mean, you went 0-16 last year, so there's only up from there. Gotcha. I think they're going to be a 6-10, and 7-9 type of team, and then maybe the season after this, you never know. Nine wins, ten wins, you keep building through the draft, you keep building in free agency. They got the pieces, they just got to learn now because they're very young. At least they're improving, not like the Cleveland Cavaliers. No. Right. Yeah. I mean, but no comment LeBron's on that, right? Force, but <laughs> no comment on Le- that. No LeBron. <laughs> okay, question two. Now, I know you said, you know, with Mark Ingram, you know, being suspended for four games. Now, Alvin Kamara is going to take a lot of the load, but he did win Offensive Rookie of the Year last year. Do you think that he's going to be the leading rusher next season? I think that first four games, how it's going to define the same season, it's going to define how big of a season he has. Because you got to think he's going to be getting 30, 28 to 30 carries a game. If he stays on trend with his five to six yards a carry, I mean, those are huge numbers. He could end up pushing six, 700 yards in those first four games alone. And then even if Mark Ingram comes back and he tails back to 20 carries a game, he's still looking at 15, 1600. I like the But prediction. if teams stack the line and he gets stacked up a little bit in the first four games and only averages maybe 70 yards. But you gotta yards, give me the prediction. Do you believe he's going to lead it? Yes or no? I need the yes or no answer. I'm going to go with yes. He's uh, got the talent. All right. He's got the speed. Even though there's I a lot of running backs out there. I, Ezekiel Elliott, Leonard Fournette. Right? I, I'm just... It's what be, about your guy, Devontae Freeman? It's going to be close. It's going to Todd be, Gurley. There's a lot. There's, all right? Just, I'm going to put it out there. Guys. But I, I but do I, like Alvin Kamara, though. I think Kamara can do it with the extended amount of carries he's going to get. Gotcha. Okay, and the final question, question one, numero uno. Who will be the better team next year record-wise? The New York Jets or your Atlanta Falcons? I don't mean to be biased, <laughs> but I'm going to go with the Falcons. But like I said, the Jets are going to be an improving team, and you never know. I mean, they had a lot of close games last year with a lot worse of a roster. Listen, I yeah. They played a lot of close games when everyone thought they were going to win one game for the whole season. So, you know, better roster... Better like luck. you say, Cleveland. better roster, better luck in those games. Like you, you say, know. Cleveland, they're slowly improving. They're going in the right direction. They're making direction. the right moves, finally. If only the Knicks would do that, but we'll see. <laughs> Listen, my man, Brian, I want to say thank you. That wraps up this podcast at the round table. It's game time. Thank you for coming out, Brian, and giving out your inside, my brother. Now, do you want to finish out? Do you want to say anything? You want to shout out anybody? You know, before we end the podcast. Ah, it's been a pleasure. Everyone, listen, subscribe. I'm going to share this as well. It's a great podcast, great listen, great talk. Look forward to coming back. Awesome. Listen, I want to say thank you, Brian McHugh, for coming out. I am your host, Alex Butaro, a.k.a. Sally Gutters. Thank you to listening to The Roundtable. You have a blessed day. Peace.